This past week at Vacation Bible School, we focused on Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Today, we will dissect the verse and see what God wants to show us. We'll break it into three parts and pull out the story it tells us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We claim a lot of identities in Jesus, but one of the most interesting is that we are his masterpiece, his workmanship. That is amazing when you think about all the things that God has made. The night sky he decorates with the stars and the galaxies, the sunsets he paints, the mountains he sculpts, and the flowers he designs. Of all the things that God has made, you are his masterpiece. The dearest one of all to his heart, his treasure, he loves you. Ephesians 2.10 begins, For we are God's masterpiece. God created you special with purpose and intention. You're not random nor accidental. You were made with a distinct purpose, and nothing about you is coincidence. It's like an artist. Every brushstroke is deliberate and intentional, and nothing is done without consideration its effect. Even the smallest of details has a profound impact on the final work of art. God gives you unique gifts, personalities, thoughts, and passions. Nobody can give the world what you can because they're not you. Without your place in his plan, his creation, there is a gap, an empty spot. And this is similar to a puzzle piece. It fits perfectly into its place in the larger picture. It has a unique shape and purpose that contributes to the overall outcome. Each piece has its own role to play. And when combined with the rest of the puzzle, creates something beautiful and meaningful. In the creation story, when he finished creating everything on the last day, God said, it is very good. That very good is with you in it, with you being you, together with Jesus, loving God, loving others, and sharing the hope of Jesus. Can you imagine thinking you can change a masterpiece? No better than the master artist. I mean, you could walk into an art gallery with the most well-known pieces of art in the world, the Mona Lisa, Starry Night, the Statue of David. You walk up to them and you say, you know what? His nose is a little off, and so you take out your chisel and straighten it up. She would look a little better or brighter, so you take out your brush and you add some brighter colors. No, you would never do that. They're masterpieces, well-known. If you change it, then it's no longer the masterpiece it is. However, there is a problem. We were created in God's image just the way God wants us, but that has been corrupted and messed up. God's work has been smeared and broken by our selfish desires to be our own God and go our own way. Disobedience and rejection of God have corrupted people and distorted the masterpiece, the image of God. We separate ourselves from God by disobeying and rejecting Him as our God and Lord. But He loves us too much to leave us apart from Him. And so He sent His Son to live a righteous life to give to us and to die on the cross to pay our penalty and rose again from the dead to give us new life healed and restored in Him. That leads us to the next phrase. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. To recap the story of Ephesians 2.10 so far, in the beginning, God made us special, with unique purposes in His kingdom and very good. 
But our rejection of him as our God by our disobedience to his ways messed it all up. But God loved us too much to let us die like that. So he sent Jesus to die and rise again to create those who believe in him anew, to restore us to the original, special, purposeful, very good state he made us in in the beginning. Now listen to me. You're never too broken for God to heal. Jesus mended broken bones, made the blind see, turned water to wine, spoke to the winds, and they obeyed him, gave life back to the dead. He cast out demons. He turned people who killed Christians into the greatest Christians. We agree to disagree on many things, but the phrase God can't is not up for negotiation. He saved Noah from the flood, freed the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, rescued Daniel from the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace. Our God fights for us. He says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The name of man, that the son of man came to seek and save the lost. When the righteous leaders or the religious leaders who thought they were, they were self-righteous, asked why he ate with tax collectors and sinners, Jesus says those who are well have no need of a physician. But those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. In 1 Timothy 1, Paul writes, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I received mercy so that in me, as the foremost sinner, Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience as an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. Paul killed followers of Jesus for a living. In Romans 5.20, this same Paul declares that where sin increases, grace increases all the more. The Japanese art of kintsugi is the art of putting broken pieces of pottery back together with gold or another precious metal. If you are broken, you are still God's masterpiece because he will put you back together with beauty in between the broken pieces of your life. In those broken pieces, God's greatness shines the brightest. This message might speak to you about your own brokenness, but we also need to let it speak to us about the brokenness of others. You might know the story of the prodigal son, but often we misunderstand the primary purpose of this parable as Jesus told it. A man has two sons. One gets restless, and he wants his inheritance, and so the father gives it to him, and he goes out and he blows the money on pleasures to the point that he is 100% destitute. He is completely broke and poor, so he eventually returns to his father begging for help. His father is so joyed that he runs out, hugs him, rejoices at his return, and throws a big party to celebrate. This is a good picture of how God rejoices at our return, how he welcomes and accepts us home. But that isn't Jesus' point. Jesus wants us to see the other brother. He has been at home faithfully serving his father and working for his household the whole time. He gets upset that his father is making such a big deal about his brother who hurt their father and wasted his wealth. He goes to his father to complain, and the father answers him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. We must learn to welcome and love people like Jesus does. 
If we start with telling them all they've done wrong and everything that's messed up about them, then we push them away. Love them, welcome them, be their friend and point them to Jesus and let him heal them and mend their broken pieces. It's one thing to see yourselves as the masterpiece of God. But what about other people? Do you see his image in them as well? The Bible leans into this idea in two different places to urge us to love one another. Genesis 9-6 says, Whoever sheds the blood of a human by a human, that person's blood shall be shed. For in his own image, God made humans. James 3, 9-10 reads, With our words we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse people made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and a curse. My brothers and sisters, this ought not be so. Your treatment of others should acknowledge the image of God in them. It should realize that they are God's masterpiece. If you hurt or curse or demean them, you are attacking or hurting the work of God, a representation of his image. This includes those that you deem annoying, needy, rude. It's even those who sin differently than you do and those that don't do things like you do them, that don't live and worship and see the world like you do. This is true for every single person. They are made in his image as a masterpiece of God. Love them. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. He continues in the third and final phrase to declare that we have been created anew so that we can do the things he has planned for us long ago. He has had a plan for you from the beginning. He has a place and a way for you to contribute to his kingdom and the good of others. There is a part for you to play in his plan to heal and restore creation. There are people he has for you to care for and love and show Jesus to. God has made you uniquely and purposefully. You have gifts, talents, and abilities no one else has. He has made you with a purpose and a plan, and he wants you to use he wants to use you to transform lives and restore brokenness. He doesn't leave you to figure it out all on your own. When we belong to him, the Holy Spirit dwells in us, equips us, and empowers us to live out this pur- purpose and plan. He helps us recognize our gifts and abilities and use them to love God and love and serve others. He empowers us to live lives of faith, love, and service and to be a part of God's plan to heal this world. Now, a good question is, what can I do? What has God planned for me to do? Now, Jesus gives us two general answers to this question. He has compiled them together in our, we've compiled them together in our purpose statement for a church. For our church, when Jesus is asked, "What is the greatest commandment?" He tells them to first love God, then others. Then he says, "All the law and the prophets hang on this too." They explain how to love God and others. Later, after Jesus is crucified and rose from the dead, he's about to return to be with the Father. And his very last words to his followers are, "Be my witnesses." So our purpose statement is to love God, love others, and share the hope of God's word by sharing, caring, and giving. Generally, these are the good works he has prepared for us to do. It's all about living life alert to the needs of others and following the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Meet people's needs. Care for people. Welcome people. Give and encourage. Be a beacon of light, like a lighthouse illuminating the darkness of the shore, helping people to realize that there is 
goodness and peace and joy in the future before them. Be a guide for those who are lost, those who don't know there is anyone who can help them, who can't see the masterpiece God has made them to be. We need to acknowledge that there are people in our community who are so deep in pain and chaos. These people can't see that Jesus loves them and desires them and has prepared a future before them. Provide hope for the hopeless. Be kind to people. Be patient with them. Bring them to church and point them to Jesus because only he can pick up their broken pieces and put them back together into a masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to Stanford Christian Church today. My name is Pastor Jeremy. Come and join us any Sunday. Our Sunday school starts at 945 and our worship gathering is at 1050 a.m. This Sunday, we're going to be having an art gallery with all of our kids' art projects from Vacation Bible School. We'll be having a meal after church, so come and join us this Sunday morning, 1050 a.m. Also, go visit our website, www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Once again, that's www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Once you're there, click on uh, Contact Us and let us know you're listening, how we can pray for you and minister for you. You can click on Give to be able to support our ministries. And also, there's a button on there for first time. You can click on it and get some information if you're wanting to come visit us, uh, just so you've uh, got a little bit of an understanding on what's going to happen, so you'll be a little more comfortable when you come in and kind of know what to do and all those types of things. So once again, that's www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. We're so glad you spent time with us this morning. Have a great week. As always, love God, love others, and tell somebody about Jesus.